Hey everybody, this is Pastor Gary, and I, first of all, I want to say hello. Glad that you're joining us today on this podcast. I want to make a just you know real simple apology. We had a little bit of a technical glitch this past weekend, which uh, allowed us, or I should say, didn't allow us to have the service from this past weekend. And by the way, it was terrific, and I I'm really apologetic in that regard. But what I wanted to do for just a minute, I just wanted to give you a little highlight of what Pastor Jeremiah Hakela spoke to us about. We finished up a series from Cast of Characters, and he talked about David and did an amazing job. He talked about David in five different ways of what essentially kind of asked the question, if if David were to come up on stage with him, he'd say, what would be a significant life? What might you tell this group of people how to live a significant life? And he gave us five different things that were awesome. And I just want to go through those very quickly with you, that just to get you to think through them and ask God to give you wisdom, direction, how it might apply to you. The first one was to embrace obscurity. And you think about that, you say, wait a minute, that's just just kind of counterintuitive. Well, it might be counterintuitive, but it is really profound. And, And Jeremiah said it this way, he said, in solitude, David became significant. So you go back to David out as a shepherd, What did he learn there? God taught him so many good things in obscurity that prepared him for later. The second thing that he talked about was expect challenges. And all of us can understand that. We understand that life is filled with challenges. And Psalm 34, 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. David wrote that, so he understood it. There are challenges in our leadership. There are challenges in life. Expect them. The third thing was to exhibit loyalty. And, you know, he did an amazing, he was amazing in in that regard. Even though Saul, the king that he worked for, as it were, or was a servant to, was always kind of on his heels, was chasing him down. But David would not and did not ever do anything to violate his loyalty and his commitment to him. was just extraordinary. David's loyalty to God, this is what Jeremiah told us, it was great. It says, David's loyalty to God enabled him to be loyal to Saul. And what a profound truth. The more that we are loyal to God, it will help us be loyal in the difficult situations that all of us face, whether that's at work or wherever we may find ourselves. Number four was endure failures. You know, one of the things that is so profound about David is that he was called a man after God's own heart. And, but yet David failed, and he failed miserably. He he failed to, to the point of adultery and then murder and But God forgave him because he had a heart that was willing to confess those failures. And it drew him nearer to the heart of God as he confessed those failures. What a a profound truth. And then finally was to extend grace. And, you know, David had experienced grace from God. And because he had experienced it, he was able to extend it. And he, there's a great example of that in a, in a young man by the name of Mephibosheth. David and Jonathan, that was Saul's son, had a wonderful relationship. And once David became king, he said, Is there anyone out there that I can show kindness from the house of Saul? Who, who can I show kindness to? Well, Mephibosheth was that individual. And David extended grace to him when culture said probably didn't need to. But David did nonetheless. It was a great, great study of a great man. Let me encourage you to read the story of David. There are 66 chapters devoted to David throughout Scripture. You can find his story in 1 and 2 Samuel. Uh, You'll see an incredible 
an incredible life played out. Look at his story, learn from it. The Psalms are filled with his writings. What a great way to conclude our series cast of characters. This coming Sunday is a very, very special day at Crossroads. It's what I have termed Vision Sunday. And what that just simply means, we're just going to talk about some of the wins that we've experienced over the last 12 months. But more than the wins, we're going to talk a little bit about the future. What does the future look like for us? What are we actually trying to accomplish? And uh, not only are what are we trying to accomplish, but what is the clear vision that God wants to give us for our own personal lives, but also for our church? So I want to encourage you to be here Sunday. There's nothing quite like being in the house. Yes, we can we can experience so many good things online, and I'm hoping this is a good thing you're experiencing online even today. But there's just something special about being in the house. When we come together and we worship together, we pray together, we laugh together, we connect with one another, we hear the worship of God's people corporately together. It's just so many good things. I don't want you to miss that. I want you to be a part of us, a part with us on this Sunday. So come and be a part Sunday, 9 and 11 a.m. And if for some reason you can't join us online, we'll look forward to seeing you there. Blessings to you. Have a great day. And have just look forward to all the good things that God is going to do this week through you, for you, and for through you and for you. There we go. Bless you. Have a great day.